I am a person who has been reading horoscopes since before I knew anything about a birth chart. And then years ago, I started to learn about birth charts from Anna and Nick, who teach astrology here at the Sisters Enchanted. And I like started to understand the houses and placements and things like that. And then I was reading a horoscope one day and it said that some event, like I read the Sagittarius horoscope. I'm a Sagittarius sun. And the, it said that this will be happening in your third house, whatever. And I was like, no, it won't be. My third house is not, that is a lie. That's not the energy of my third house. And I brought this like, why is that inaccurate when I'm a Sagittarius sun and I've been reading the Sagittarius horoscope forever and for always? And I brought this question to Anna and Nick. They answered it for me. And I want to share this information with all of you listeners today, because recently I was talking to somebody about astrology and I was looking at her birth chart and she was telling me about her horoscope. And I was like, no, 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 stop reading that horoscope because it's actually not the one you want to look at. And it was like a whole light bulb moment. And I want everybody to have light bulb moments. So we're going to talk about that today. We know that you were born magical. We know that you are intuitive and we know that you are brimming with everyday enchantment. Here at the Sisters Enchanted, we believe in intention, we believe in intuition, and we believe in everyday magic. Welcome in to the Expedition to Soul podcast. Hello. Dear sister. Hello. Dear Hello. sister. To you too. <laughs> uh, yeah, dear sister. Uh, Anna, my sister, and the other magic maker behind the Sisters Enchanted is here today to chat astrology with us all. Indeed, I am here to chat about astrology with you all here today. Indeedly do. Indeedly do. Yeah, Anna and I have not been doing many podcasts together because, you know, just timing. And so Anna joined me. And the first thing I did was played a little game of like, where's Waldo? Except where are my Sanderson sisters? I have little Lego Sanderson sister mini figs on my desk. And if you're watching this on YouTube, maybe you can see them right now. Well, now we both have Legos in our background, except you can't see my Legos. My Legos are up there. And mine are not Sanderson sisters. Mine are, oh, there's one there too. Mine are yeah. Star Wars. My Sanderson sisters are sitting on my desk, each with a special crystal next to a crystal, a black tourmalated crystal in the shape of a flame. And I bought it, like it was called the black flame candle crystal. And I was just thinking to myself, like, what does it say about me that I basically have a little like Sanderson sisters altar space? <laughs> I mean, speak to your age. It could speak to like a few things, really. I mean, it doesn't seem typical. And the Sanderson sisters, they're not exactly nice. So it got <laughs> me thinking, like, you know, but I think it's because they're just like so befuddled all the time. And they're really funny. And I feel like while they're really wretched to people and you know, trying to eat souls of children and all that jazz um that aside they are a real testament to getting back up again when you have been <laughs> tripped by life <laughs> that's exactly what i was thinking sarah <laughs> when you think you're trapped 
but really it's just a teenager pulling one over on you. You just get back up again. Yeah. Just keep yeah. <laughs> just keep going for the goal. <laughs> As I start parenting into the preteen stage, I will keep the Sanderson sisters and their ideals in mind to help yeah. me through those troublesome roads. Mm-hmm. Amok, amok, amok. Just amok, keep that amok. in mind. Amok. Anyway. All right. Well, me and my three favorite witches are here to talk to you about astrology. Anna, when did you start? Let's let's do a little in case someone doesn't know. How long have you been an astrologer? Oi. Realistically, almost 13 years. That's so that's one year to learn every house plus extra. <laughs> plus start to like incorporate it into my life. I feel like 13 years sounds like a long time, but I still learn things every day or like re-remember things that like I forgot I knew yeah. in astrology because there's just so much to learn. So it's like a lifelong practice. And so 13 years does not feel like that long of time because I'm still learning all day, every day. Yeah. Um, I've learned astrology from you and Nick, our other astrology teacher, and Kiera, who helps teach astrology, and Kelly. And I have learned from all of you. And I think that it is amazing to me how every single time I dive into my birth chart, something else reveals itself to me that I'm like, I've been looking at that for seven years now and just now made that connection. Like I just now I'm seeing that and it's been all these years. So yeah, astrology, I think is, it is an onion, but it's like an ever growing onion. Just when you get one layer off, there's like a secret layer that grow, grows in mm-hmm. that you have to uncover next. Yeah, it's yeah. true. I, every time I look at my chart, I realize that I have things wrong in my head and then I get like new epiphanies every time that I look and I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot this about myself. Yeah. Well, one of the things that when I first picked up my birth chart and again, I'd been, now I'm not like an avid reader of horoscopes, but whenever it comes across on social media or, you know, with the rise of the internet, like Google, you know, horoscope for Sagittarius because I'm a Sagittarius sun or like this Mercury retrograde for Sagittarius or whatever. And I have a lot of Sagittarius energy in me, which could be why it took like maybe I didn't notice a disconnect at first because I do have tons of Sagittarius. So Sagittarius still makes a lot of sense. But it was one day that I was reading a horoscope and it was like, yeah, this event is happening in some house in your birth chart. And it was when I realized, like, at that point, I knew my birth chart. I knew all the houses that I realized that that event was not happening in that house. And therefore, that horoscope was not accurate to me. And the reason for that is because uh, since everybody's birth chart is unique to them, these horoscopes are really written by the different rising signs. But because people don't know their rising sign, but everyone knows their sun sign, the horoscopes are written to sun sign, like they're sold to your sun sign, Mm -hmm. even though they're written to a rising sign. Seems like a bunch of a muck, a muck, a muck going on to me. Hullabaloo. Well, yeah, yeah. it's, it's hard because the 
yeah, horoscopes, when you read them, it's a generalization of energy. And that generalization cannot fit everybody. You know, like you might be able to find like little bits and pieces of goodness in a horoscope, depending on like what is happening in your life and like what the horoscope is talking about. But yes, that has always been a a thing that that we have said, Nick and I, to read your rising sign horoscope and see what it says. And I know like because I'm a Virgo and because like I'm used to reading the Virgo horoscopes, I always read it because like I am looking for a little tidbits of knowledge. But I always go and read the Scorpio one also because I'm a Scorpio rising. And because our rising signs kind of how we experience the world and how people experience you. And it's like the more relative energy to your day-to-day life. Uh, like we embody more of that energy daily that you might find more epiphanies or alignments with reading that of your rising sign. Yeah. Sorry, there is now a leaf blower happening. So if anyone can hear it, I apologize. I'm trying to mute myself when I'm not talking. But yeah, I'm a cancer rising. So then when I went in this particular instance, when this occurred to me that, wait a second, what this horoscope is telling me is true is not actually true. I went to the the cancer horoscope, which is written for cancer sun signs, you know, and I'm not a cancer sun, but I'm a cancer rising. And it was like, this is happening in your third house, whatever. And it was, it was like the houses were true. It was right. <laughs> Whatever the house placement for that event was. Um, and that made so much more, it was so much more helpful for gaining information from it. You know, when you're looking at astrological events and when we look at these horoscopes that are like, oh yeah, this retrograde is happening in your house of whatever and will impact you in this way. You have to know your rising sign and read your rising sign in the horoscope, not your sun sign, which was such a like big light bulb thing for me. And I never even realized it until I knew enough to know that what it was saying wasn't correct, you know, and then asked you and Nick about it. Thank goodness I have astrologers in my back pocket. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's always really good to, to kind of look out at a broader, you know, scope. Uh, I know that there's a lot of like funnies on the internet, astrological like funnies. If you follow astrology on the internet and like social, social, oh, so social many memes, media, so many good memes. You know that there's like so many memes, and I never stop at just my sun sign. I always read my sun sign because it's funny and like typically true. But I always go to my rising and my moon sign and read those also, and like marinate over them, and sometimes get some real funnies about myself. Because yeah. I looked at the other parts of me that are sometimes more influential than your sun sign. Because your sun sign really is kind of like this, this beacon of like what you really aspire to be like. It's kind of like when you grow through the lessons of your rising sign and your moon sign and you interact with the world and you learn how to handle yourself emotionally in a balanced way that you can achieve more of like the yay moments of your sun sign. Uh, So looking around, you can really see different like bits for growth and shadow and like ways to make yourself better by looking at, like you said, your rising specifically, but you can, you could look at your moon sign also for funsies, but uh, your rising sign really, because it just is, I say sometimes about your rising sign that like, if you were 
walking through the day and there was a theme song playing in the background. You know, there's like that one episode of Family Guy that like Peter walks around and there's a theme song playing every time he walks. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> I haven't watched that many much Family Guy, but I know that there's an episode where every time. He I was going to say, you watch a lot of Family Guy, eh? I don't. I actually don't, but that there's a theme song. But I often say that like your rising sign is like the theme song to your life. Like if you walked around and a theme song played, that's like your rising sign because it's like right there. It's like a, it's an energy that kind of just like follows you around and it's there all the time. And I think a lot of people don't recognize it as much as they do their sun signs, but really it's like, yeah. Well, your rising sign, that's the one you need to know your birth time to get it totally accurate because it changes pretty quickly. And mm-hmm. I, I remember when I was, uh, your rising sign changes pretty quickly. I remember like having like my children and like looking at the time and being like, no, I need a few more minutes. <laughs> like, just give me a little bit more time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, no. Well, So this is a good bridge into the next part of our conversation. So one, when you're looking at your horoscope, learn your rising sign and read the one, even though it'll have the sun sign dates. So again, like I'm a cancer rising, but I'm a Sagittarius sun. So my birthday, my birthday's in December. And so I look at the cancer horoscope though, which is what's cancer, July, June and July. So it'll say like cancer and then it'll have these June and July dates but that's my rising sign. And that's where they're setting it to line up the houses when they're making these predictions. So learn your rising sign, check that out. But another thing we I wanted to ask you about today and talk about, because this has happened, I think, three times this year for our astrology students. So we teach astrology fundamentals in our holistic witchery program. And in that class, I mean, you learn enough to be dangerous with a birth chart. You can take astrology fundamentals, which comes with holistic witchery and you'll understand everything we're talking about today, be able to look at people's birth charts. And some people are in our full astrology certification, which is like a whole other thing. But we had three people in that program realize that they had something wrong about their birth chart. Like the time, I think it was all times were incorrect. And those time adjustments though, significantly, we weren't talking like little change. It significantly altered all three birth charts. Yeah. And, uh, so they'd been learning and thinking about themselves in one way this whole time and then realized their birth chart was not correct. And I think that ties in because if you're reading like your sun sign horoscope all these years, only to realize you really should be reading your rising sign one, you know, but what do you do? Like, tell me more about that. What, what is the first thing you would say to somebody who realizes that they've had their birth chart wrong this like all along? To take a deep breath, (laughs) because really it can go one or two ways. So I think that when this happens, there are two things that can happen. One, like, oh my goodness, this makes so much sense because I was having such a hard time reading my chart that I thought was mine and like placing those pieces of the puzzle like to myself. And so for some people, it's a relief. And seeing a new chart is like a breath of fresh air and they get to look at themselves with a new lens and the pieces of the puzzle fall together. And for some people, it's like liberating. And when they like were having struggle reading, they were having struggles reading for themselves originally, all of a sudden they, they have this epiphany and astrology starts to make sense because they're starting to see it correlate in their own lives. So for some people, it's like, it feels like a freedom. It feels like we had one. 
we had one student in particular who never like connected to her birth chart. She was doing all the lessons and learning everything, but was always kind of like, man, maybe I just have a lot of shadow work to do. Cause like, this does not seem like me, but maybe I'm just, maybe I really am that buried in my own head. And then she got her actual birth chart and she was like, that's, this is the one, <laughs> this is why. Yeah. And not only that, but like, there was also like, you could see kind of the personal growth overnight because they, I think at one point they thought that their rising or moon sign was a watery sign that tends to go in inward for things, but really they were a fire sign that's more outward. And they kept saying, oh, well, like I always like hide when, instead of like voicing myself or speaking up for myself and then realize that that's not really the case. And they kind of started to embody that like fiery energy um, of like self-advocation and more confidence and stuff. So it was almost like getting the new chart gave them permission to lean into like the way that they actually wanted to be instead of like being the other way. Uh, which also in astrology, just in general, like if you do have a sign that says like, oh, you might be meek or something, it doesn't mean that you have to be. <laughs> it just means that that's like, that's a possibility. Um, and then there's the other side where it becomes, it becomes a place of resistance because you had a chart that you pulled that you thought was correct. And maybe it was a chart that appeared to be easy. I say that with air quotes because there's, there was such a thing as an easy chart. I don't think, I think all charts are kind of created equal. Um, that's kind of a whole nother rabbit hole of discussion, uh, because there are definitely charts that appear to be harder, but sometimes if you have it easy, that doesn't mean that your life is just easy. Um, but well, sometimes by hard, you mean like complicated placements. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Complicated like, placements. Um, yeah. But like we have this. Just, oh, sorry, I'm talking over you. No, just like because sometimes like things look like they're easy placements. But if you're somebody that has everything that comes easy for you in life because you have easy placements, you forget to stop and take stock of your life. And like then you you don't have like moments of gratitude or lessons learned because you're just you're just like flowing through life. And sometimes that's not you don't learn what you need to learn. You don't grow when you have no road bumps. Um, yeah. So all kinds of charts come with complications and easiness and not easiness and all sorts of goodness and, and nitty gritty that you gotta, gotta, you know, go through. But sometimes the chart can really, if you find a chart, you pull it and you pull a new one and you have a chart now that you're like unsure of how to navigate it because now you're finding it um, confronting. That is, I think when that happens to you too, that's a good time again to take a deep breath and to really look at what the chart is saying, because if you're feeling resistance to a new chart that you pulled, it's probably because you're seeing a mirror being held up to parts of yourself that you were unsure you wanted to see to begin with. Um, and that sometimes it's a good way to start if you're unsure of if you don't like your new chart, the real chart, the way that it is, is to take a deep breath and try to read it, read it with yourself removed. I know it's hard because you're like, you know, it's you, but to kind of like look at it, go house through house and like apply keywords and things on a very surface level basis and look at it at a clearer lens. And if you're feeling like you're resistant to looking at your chart, um, that is because probably there are parts of your life that you have not yet faced or you don't want to face or you haven't been ready to face. And that's something that does happen in astrology a lot, that sometimes it'll show you things in your life that you haven't been ready to tackle yet or you haven't been ready to see, you haven't 
you're not ready to see or to tackle. And that can be really hard when you're trying to like digest your chart and read for yourself because sometimes you see things that just you're not ready for yet in this stage of life. Yeah. So if you have your birth chart and then you had the time wrong and you realize that it was, you know, I think that too, things sometimes there's, we can just look for the learning lessons, you know? So like the person who had their chart wrong and they felt like it never connected to them and then they got the other chart. Well, they learned a lot still about what they didn't resonate with in that chart. So it's not all for nothing because they were able to say like, yeah, but I see this information and I don't see how it can apply to me. So then they were able to learn through that. And you made a good point um, a little bit ago about uh, charts and how they're these pieces that might seem challenging that present in life and how we might not be ready to see them. And I think the point that every placement in a birth chart has that shadow and light to it. This is very timely because just yesterday, somebody asked in our community about a 12th house Chiron because we, in holistic witchery, we, we talk, we have a whole unit on shadow work. And one of the things we talk about is looking at different places in your birth chart to understand your shadow self. And we talk about Chiron as one of the things to look at. And we talk about the 12th house. And she was like, I have the 12th house or Chiron in the 12th house. And if you just Google Chiron in the 12th house, it is basically like you need a therapist because you are going to have like mental illness crisis and you're gonna need so much help. And so she put this post. It was like really an affirmative post. You know, it was like, I don't really know anything about this, but upon a quick glance... <laughs> It seems like this is not a good thing. And then I have a 12th house Chiron though. And so I reflected back that really it's, there is a shadow and a light and we have free will to be in those things. And a 12th house Chiron is, I mean, that is like, you're going to, you're going to throw some, you're going to bury yourself deep and might have some things to work through. But also, you know, I can say in the light of that, my emotional capacity, my ability to hold hard stuff that would like wreck others has been a gift that's 10 million times over in my life. And so we have the free will to look at our birth charts though also and say like, well, what is the, what is the light aspect of this, you know, and how has it carried me forward? So if a person finds their birth chart, sees that it's, you know, not their accurate one, and then they find all these learning lessons in there, um, you know, and maybe find their new birth chart to be confronting because they are comfortable with their old one. I think that remembering that you have free will to stand in the light or the shadow of any placement in your birth chart. Uh, like you, for example, Anna, your moon is in Capricorn. The moon does not prefer to be in Capricorn. It's in detriment there. But like, there's also there's also strengths in that, you know, there is strengths in having a moon in Capricorn. So the moon might not like that, but there are, it gives you qualities that other people don't have that are of a benefit. So oh. I think too, you know, if you find yourself comfy with the birth chart, realizing it's not yours and then seeing something you don't love about this newer one, remembering that you do have the free will to choose to stand in the light or the shadow of any of these placements. I want to just say, I hope that that person who had Chiron in the 12th house 
I have Pluto in the 12th house in Scorpio, which is its own truckload of goodness. And that it is just what it is. And that, like, I feel that looking at your 12th house and being like, ha, huh. <laughs> I feel that on a deep level. So if you're out there listening, hello, and I feel you on a deep level. No, you're right. My Capricorn moon, that to me has been, um, I mean, Sarah and I have had a life for sure. Um, and that, uh, that life, depending on the person's perspective is just different. But I know that my Capricorn moon was like, uh, substantial in me protecting myself as, as a child and like getting me to adulthood in, in some sort of way that was productive. So like, I know that that Capricorn moon sometimes has a hard time connecting with other people, especially in like a partnership level, but that it was definitely there to help keep me safe. <laughs> like I look back on it now and I'm like, without that Capricorn moon, oh goodness. <laughs> you know, like I really needed that. Uh, so sometimes looking at your, um, your charts and really just looking at your past, like what you've endured and like knowing that sometimes harder placements are things that don't make a lot of sense or might be there for a reason to help you learn a lesson, help, um, help you navigate certain things, um, help support you until you are ready to navigate certain things. And, uh, everybody's chart is, is they say in astrology that like you choose your, your time, um, you choose your chart. And this is true, um, of, as well as C-section, early babies, late babies, inducements, everything like that, uh, they say that those are chosen times by the person being born. Uh, and that your chart is is specifically catered to like your life in this this lifetime. So astrology also deals in past lives. Um, so that when you have your chart, it is formulated for you in this life of what you need to learn, how you need to grow, what you need to face, what relationships with people you need to reevaluate. Um, in this particular lifetime. Astrology also deals in like everybody that like you have in your life regularly have probably been in past lives as like different relationships. Um, and that when you have a lifetime with people, uh, you're there to like reevaluate that relationship in a way to like make it grow and succeed and to like do things in that relationship that you maybe didn't in another life. So it's really interesting. Um, and that if you're looking at your chart and you're feeling like you're unsure of how it is, I think taking a deep breath and knowing that like this chart is here to teach you what you need to learn this time. Um, these are the lessons that you need to learn. These are the victories that you've had. These are your strengths. And in no place is there like a straight up weakness. These That's what the power of astrology is to learn where there are shadows and where they are weakness and to become aware of them and then to work on them so that they don't hinder you and instead teach you lessons and like enable you to grow. True, 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 true. True, 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 true. Um, well, okay then. So what we talked about today was if, firstly, you're reading hor horoscope wrong, most likely if you read horoscopes, you gotta mm -hmm. find your rising sign and then read the horoscope for your rising sign number one. Number two, if you are a person who realizes you're like, Hey, I got this down pat. And then you realize that like randomly one of your parents finds your birth certificate and they swore you were born at 8 22 AM, but actually you were born at like three, 
347, which is nowhere even near that. <laughs> and you're like, how'd you mess that up? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't sleeping a lot in those days. <laughs> Anything could be possible. And they had it not correct. Um, you know, look back through because all the lessons you learned from the first chart are not lost. Some of the things won't change. Some of it will change. And you learned a lot and you are going to learn more now that you have that other information. It's just more information. And again, because you have free will to choose, you know, whether to live in the light or the shadow of any placement, however you Google your astrology information or someone reads it to you, it's might not be, it might not be what somebody makes it out to be anyway. You know, like I'm a really great example of that. I've told this story before, but someone read my birth chart who doesn't know me. It was an, a person who was aging. I believe she had dementia. And Nick, our one of our, our other astrologer, was just sitting with her as like a kindness to a friend and going through birth charts and having like an astrology talk. And he brought mine along and she looked at mine and asked if I was allowed to be alone with my kids. My birth chart does have some, when you really look at it, it's kind of like, hmm, you're seeming like an alarming human. But uh, <laughs> that was kind of her reaction. You uh, had our brother. You had our brother. Like, oh, yeah, so my brother is like, <laughs> you're like, okay. <laughs> but, um, but, I'm actually like a really patient, I'm pretty patient for a parent and with kids and I've worked a lot with kids. And so that doesn't stand. But again, that's just, that's like a, you get to choose, I think, you know, the things that come up to you. And those same things that made her ask that question definitely are relevant in other areas of life where you'd be like, uh, don't, she don't. Don't light Sarah's fuse on that thing because she's going to become irrational. And, <laughs> but just in the case she was looking at it, right? That's just like Googling Chiron in the 12th house. You're going to get this overarching information. So, whether or not, you know, whatever you learn in your birth chart, there's so many layers and there's your actual life experience that play into it and how you're standing in the light or the shadow of any placement. So, if you've been reading the wrong chart all these years or however, have no fear. You just start reading the one you have now. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Yeah. What's that song? Whoop. There it is. Whoop. There it is. I would say to you, don't compare. Mm. I would say if you accident, like if you find out that you had the wrong chart and you found a new one, don't compare it to the old one. Like get rid of the old one. Start from scratch. Start over with a new canvas. <laughs> Because yeah. comparing it to what like you thought your life was is not going to do you any good. Just get rid of the old one. Get rid of the one that's not right. That's my last bit. <laughs> true. True, true, true. All right, then. Well, Anna, thank you for clearing some astrology air for us all today. You're welcome. Glad to be here. Happy to do it. Happy to do it. <laughs> All right. Well, we do teach astrology in our holistic witchery program. And in 2024, Anna is bringing monthly astrology, like little mini astro casts. So basically for like a lunar cycle, kind of just what you need to know. Anna's bringing those back to our membership in 2024. So lots of astrology goodness swirling around here. If you want to learn more about any of it, get in on our program or our membership. Uh, there's links abound. You can always reply to any emails we send out and our student support people will get you the information you are looking for four. Astrology is one of my favorite tools. That's why it's included in our holistic witchery program now. 
because we had a discussion of like, what was the tool of all the things we do, tarot, astrology, crystals, moon, whatever, like what was the thing? And so many of it has, so much of it has impacted my life, but astrology uh, literally saved my marriage. So I think that I was like, that just needs to be in holistic witchery. Everybody needs that. Um, so if you want some help with astrology, reach out. We got the resources. We got the team, the people. We got the goods. Indeed. Indeedly do. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you, Anna. Appreciate you hanging out. Thanks and, for having me. Uh-huh. Until next time, we hope that you have an enchanted rest of your day ahead. <laughs> Bye. If you liked this episode of the Expedition to Soul podcast, please rate, review, subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, It will really help us spread everyday magic, intention, and intuition to the masses and helps us so much as a small business. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcasting platforms. You never miss an episode. There are new episodes every Tuesday. And as always, thank you so much for listening and being part of the community here at the sisters enchanted, and we'll see you in the next episode. 